From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. Lots of Fed speak today and into next week. Bauman, Bach and Kashgari speaking on Monday. Then you'll get data next week as well. US CPI on Tuesday, PPI next Friday. Bloomberg survey expecting core CPI year over year to tick down to 3.7% from 39 Data Peterson of the conference board seeing risk to those numbers. Evidence of sustained disinflation is needed for comfort that a return to target and staying there is possible. Risks of a pickup in inflation are present, especially from a tight labour market and elevated Wages. Dana, I'm pleased to say, joins us now for more. Can we go straight to those revisions or lack thereof? Your response to them in the last couple of minutes. Sure, I agree. It certainly is a nothing burger, and that is good news. Um, but again, as Mike McKee mentioned, the Fed is focused on PCE inflation, and it's good to know that we don't have lingering concerns about whether the CPI is breaking away from what we've seen in the PCE. And certainly when we look at the PCE deflator, it's slowing. It's above 2% target, but it's headed in the right direction. As you know, the Federal Reserve wants more confidence. They want more data, not better data, just maybe more of the same. Now, Dana, I wonder from your perspective, the risk of stabilizing above target on inflation, is that a concern that you share? Sorry, I lost audio. Can you hear us now or have we still got a problem? I think we've lost audio there with Dana Peterson of the conference board. If we can reestablish that, we'll come back to her. Mike, we can go back to those concerns. On Wednesday, you heard it in the news conference. The chairman just not quite comfortable yet to say that he's got complete confidence that this is going to be the trend through the rest of this year. What are the one-off factors that we've seen that have led to this disinflationary trend that has emerged over the last 12 months? What are they exactly? Well, the things that they're worried about, uh, they still don't understand why house prices or the home price index part of uh, all of this is not going down faster than it, ha it has. Uh, they're watching used cars because they've been very volatile. Airfares, uh, hotel uh, rent, uh, hotel costs, those are the things that have been bouncing around a lot. Uh, so they're, they're waiting for them to sort of steady out and we get, uh, I think the term that was used was a broad drop in the inflation uh, data. Uh, one of the things that they can't control, obviously, is energy and they have to worry about what's going to happen with the Middle East, but uh, they'll look beyond that. They, they're looking for these other internal things to continue going down enough that they feel that it's not going to be uh, something that will turn the whole thing over. There is concern about uh, the Atlanta Fed wage checker. It's something that I've seen in a host of notes coming out. Yes, it's come down dramatically, but it still is well above what you would expect to get back to 2%. 
What do they need to see there, given that it's running at about 5% or north of 5% still b above pre-pandemic norms? Well, that's one indicator on wages. And in general, we're seeing wages rise at a faster pace than uh, the Fed is looking for. We saw wages in the ECI going up at about half a percent. Uh, and that is a concern if it continues. They want to see it come down. They think 3.5%. 3 to 3.5% is consistent with stable inflation. So we've still got a ways to go with wages. But they don't seem to think at this point that the Fed has got a problem because uh, CEOs are telling them they're slowing the rate of pay increases now. Dana Peterson, I believe we've reestablished our audio. We apologize for any technical difficulties. Dana, your take on just what you're looking for to understand whether the inflation genie's truly been slayed or the inflation dragon. I assume people don't want to slay genies. But how much are you seeing this actually as a done deal versus still concerned about a couple areas? Um, I think much of the Fed speak in terms of wanting to see sustained disinflation in order to get back to the 2% target sustainably is important. Um, when we look at some of the details of, of inflation, yes, um, home prices have, 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 have eased and that's showing up in rents and the shelter costs. But when you look further out, they picked up. And so that poses some risk later this year and even into next year. But more importantly, wages are still elevated. We're seeing them rise, especially in those sectors like manufacturing construction, where there's a lot of demand and you have to show up for work. So I think wages are continue, will continue to be an upward pressure that the Fed's going to have to watch. So it's important to have more readings and maybe getting into the springtime to feel confident such that the Fed can start cutting rates maybe around June. Can you give us a sense, based on the increasing confidence that you track, given the fact among consumers, given the fact that you are concerned about some of these areas that are still elevated in terms of inflation, how many times you think the Fed could cut rates this year versus where the market's at? Sure, we think the Fed could probably cut rates four or five times this year. That's roughly 125 basis points. And um, that would be reasonable, um, especially given the fact that the economy is doing better than expected. We still think there could be somewhat of a lull, maybe not a recession, but inflation should probably continue to, to slow. But again, we have a number of risks out there, both to the upside and the downside. But I think that certainly 125 basis points this year is possible. Is that based on the idea that the neutral is back to 2% or something like that, the neutral rate? I mean, where, what is that based on if you do see these risks to the upside for inflation still present in the market? Well, I think that, um, you know, the neutral rate is probably higher now than it was before the pandemic. Here's why. We've had a major structural change in terms of the labor market. We're losing workers. Um, we're experiencing severe labor shortages, and that's putting upward pressure on wages. We also have a number of outside factors, um, such as deglobalization and also the fact that you have a number of geopolitical risks that are disrupting supply chains that can continue to put some upward pressure on inflation. But those are all in the risk category. Our base case is still that we're going to see inflation get back to 2% and remain there, but that the Fed's going to have to keep rates higher than expected and not see as much in terms of cutting as the market probably is pricing in right now. And Dana, I'd love your views on the pickup in consumer confidence we've seen more recently, likewise for CEO confidence as well. How do you read that at the moment? Do you read that as temporary? Could that be the trend? And ultimately, what does that mean for the forward look, the outlook for the rest of this year? I think they're both positive trends. Um, with respect to consumer confidence, we've seen a few months of 
improvements. Consumers are complaining a little less about inflation. They still think prices are high, but they're not rising as quickly. They're looking forward to interest rates being lower, and they think the stock market is going to continue to rise. Um, They also feel that they're going to continue to work, and certainly that's showing up in our CEO confidence measure where CEOs are still worried about labor and they want to hold on to their workers. So if you're a consumer, you're working, you have a credit card, you can spend, then you're probably going to feel better about life. Interesting. Dana, thank you. Dana Peterson there of the conference board. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.